Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we share life and leadership skills with teens and their parents. I'm Rachel. And I'm Jenna. And our show today is sponsored by AntlionFarms.com, the web's best place to buy antlions. If you've never heard of an antlion, head on over to AntlionFarms.com and check those little buggers out. It's a new year, and we just want to talk a little bit about what our goals and plans are for the year. I know that for me, after the last few months, I am tempted to just pull into my shell and not come out. And during this time, I know that a lot of us are under a lot of stress, and it's okay to do that some of the time for your mental health, but we got to be careful not to just get stuck there in the comfort zone. The comfort zone, that, that sounds so nice and inviting. To me, it sounds like a thick, plush, white comforter with lots of pillows, and I just kind of fall into it. What do you think of when you hear the words comfort zone? I think of, like, safety. Yeah. But as great as it sounds there, it's not the place you want to stay. Because if you spend your life in this zone, you won't accomplish all you could have. And you're going to arrive at the end of your life saying, I could have done that, but I didn't. Often I think people see it as a struggle between being content with what you have and improving yourself. But I don't see it as an either or. I think you can be grateful and happy with what you have and know that you can do do more or be more. I'm totally grateful for all the gifts I've been given, but I know that I can accomplish more. And sometimes I think people that are always saying, you just need to be content. Sometimes I feel like they use it as an excuse to be lazy. I'm not saying be busy just for the sake of being busy. Structure your time so it's productive, but have some goals and work on some stuff, right? I love being a homebody, and if I could, I would probably never leave my house. Right, Jenna? Probably. (laughs) I've also seen all the great things that I would have missed if I hadn't have gotten off my rear and got moving. She's giving me this funny look. Was that inappropriate, Jenna? No, it's fine. (laughs) Maybe it's not laziness. Maybe the reason is fear. Fear is a powerful emotion that keeps so many people from stepping out. And often what they fear, the chances of that happening are pretty slim. An Australian nurse named Bronnie Ware wrote an interesting book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. She worked in palliative care, which means uh, she took care of people that were in the last few weeks of their life, kind of like hospice here in the States. And she talked to people over and over about regrets and things that they would have done differently. And the number one regret she heard, what do you think it was, Jenna? I think that it would probably be not doing stuff that you could have done when you were younger and not taking opportunities. Right. It's similar. Yeah. The people said, I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. And... I know all of us are tempted to please other people and not necessarily follow our own goals sometimes and chase our own dreams. But we need to figure out what it is we want, what we feel God wants us to do, and go after that. What's something, Jenna, that you've done that took you out of your comfort zone and made you feel uncomfortable? Doing these podcasts (laughs) would definitely be one of my top Getting out of my comfort zones. Because you're shy or... I just don't like hearing my voice like after. If I listen to the podcast, I can't do it because it just doesn't sound right. 
Yeah, do you realize everybody thinks the same thing? <laughs> everybody thinks their voice sounds weird. That is a big one. I remember when we started, how awkward we were. And if we had focused too much on how much, how awkward and uncomfortable and scared we were, we would have never, we, we would have never stopped. Started. Yeah. <laughs> a big one for me was when we built our house. I know, I know we talk about this a lot. We built a log home as a project and the only experience we had was two days in a classroom. And everything about that project stretched us so much. There were so many days I wanted to quit. Uh, we learned a lot about perseverance and doing things that we weren't comfortable doing and we were constantly learning how to do new things. Sometimes it was overwhelming, but there's just something about learning and doing new things and reaching goals that is terrifying, but also fulfilling at the same time. Have you ever felt that? Like, man, this was hard, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely in like sports and like winning that last championship game or... Right. You think if you focus on when you're going through all those practices, if you focus on how hard the practices are and what you're missing out on, what your friends are doing while you're at practice, you can get to where you want to quit. You have to focus on the positive. Right. We could win this, right? Mm -hmm. So those kind of experiences change you and make you a deeper, stronger person. You guys know I love podcasts. I talk about podcasts a lot. Um, I discovered them a couple years ago. And it was like a revelation for me. I was like, I can turn my car into a mobile college. And I had to t- kind of tone it back a little because my kids were getting sick of hearing all my podcasts, especially Eric. But anyway, I was listening to a Lewis House podcast some time ago, and he was replaying an interview that he had done with Kobe Bryant. And I'm not big into basketball. I know a little bit. And if you say the name of a well-known player, I could probably tell you they were a basketball player. <laughs> I probably couldn't tell you what team they played on, but I was listening to this podcast. This was right after Kobe died, and Kobe was talking about growing up and how at the age of 10 or 11, he was a horrible basketball player. Like, he didn't make a point the entire season, but it was something that he wanted to be good at, so he decided to make a long-term plan on how he could get better. So every day, he was committed to go out there and work at it. Think about what that takes when someone decides to do that. He had to get out of his comfort zone. It's more comfortable sitting at home eating potato chips on the couch than getting out there on the court day after day when you know that you're not that good of a player. And you worry about embarrassing yourself in front of other people and you think about all the things that could go wrong. Especially when you're a kid or you're in high school. To go and do something when everyone around you isn't doing it. It was well known that he would be the first one to practice and the last one to leave throughout his career. And that can be hard. Everyone else is sleeping in or out at a party. I don't think this was the only reason he succeeded, but I think that it had a lot to do with it. And it paid off. And getting out of his comfort zone became something that he did over and over. Uh, When he retired from basketball, he didn't just sit around. He went to work. He started a venture capital firm. He won an Academy Award for an animated film. He started a podcast called The Punies, which is a great podcast if you have little kids. It's kind of like a radio drama teaching the kinds of stuff we teach, but for younger kids. Uh, He wrote a book. He did all kinds of philanthropic work. He was continually pushing himself to learn more and do better. 
He talked about his high school English teacher, Mr. Fisk, who taught him rest in the end, not the middle. And that became his lifelong motto. And I think that refers to not just the end of your life, but also to any project. You know, rest in the end, not when you're in the middle of something. You get to choose what you do with your spare time. Are, are you going to use it to improve yourself and learn something? I'm not against entertainment. It's okay to watch a movie. We, we watch movies. We play games. We do fun stuff. But a, you need to ask yourself, am I spending every moment that I'm not working or in school in pursuit of doing things just to entertain myself? Think about where you're headed, what you're wanting to learn, make a plan, and just go for it. If you wait too long, that comfort zone can become a prison. Have you ever heard, uh, Jenna, of how the circus trains baby elephants? No. 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 <laughs> don't they show that in Dumbo? I don't remember. Anyway, when the elephant's little, they use a rope to tie one of their legs to a wooden post. And at the beginning, the little elephant will try to break the rope, but then it gives up. And a full-grown elephant could easily, easily break that rope. But it doesn't even try because it remembers. It's like imprisoned by its past. Sometimes we become like that. We've, we've told ourselves or other people have told us that we aren't capable of doing something and we believed it. So think about it. Is there anything that's holding you back? Anything in your mind that's telling you, I can't, I can't go out there and do this. Sometimes we become like that and we've told ourselves or other people have told us that we aren't capable of achieving and maybe we believe them and we've become imprisoned by something that's not even true. A lot of kids hate school, but think about it. What does school do? You know what? Do you realize what you're doing in school? Learning. Yeah, you're learning. It's continually taking you out of your comfort zone. Like you're learning new things all the time. And when you first learn them, sometimes you're afraid and anxious and you're worried that you're not going to grasp the concept. And you come home and you're like, I didn't understand a thing the teacher taught. And you're all upset. But then you do it a few times and it clicks, right? Mm-hmm. And then the teachers do it to you again. But if you were to actually look back at all the things you've learned, it would be pretty impressive. You know, you start out with like addition, subtraction, multiplication, then you move up to algebra, right? And then geometry and calculus. But we don't just start out. We don't start out in calculus, right? We start out baby stepping towards our goal. Subjects and verbs. I remember how traumatic those were at our house. Right, Jenna? Yes. <laughs> I didn't think we were ever going to understand what's a subject and what's a verb. We don't talk about those days. <laughs> Same thing as sports, like we talked about. Right? When you first start, you really can't do much a lot of times. So you've experienced what I'm talking about. But would a kid willingly choose to do those things if they, weren't, if they weren't made to do them? If you guys didn't have to go to school, would most kids willingly choose to subject themselves to being pushed to do new things? So, so the challenge is to push yourself like that when you're not at school. A lot of people, once they get out of school, they go stagnant. They just don't ever learn. They just get into a rut. So our challenge to you today is find one thing that you want to learn. Maybe it's an instrument or photography or woodworking or a foreign language. And just take the first step of getting out there and learning. Write down, break it down into steps. What do I need to do to learn how to do this? And in the next few months, just 
Start working on those steps. Be willing to be bad until you can be good. Just tell yourself, I'm in a season of learning and allow yourself to be less than perfect. Think about Kobe. He missed every shot for a whole season. Gradually, he became a basketball great. So do something that scares you. Have a goal. Have have at least one goal that that you that's going to be a stretch for you to do this year. You got one in your in your mind, Jenna? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to tell everybody. You could just write it down. You know, tell a few people you trust. Make it something that really, really challenges you. That you know you won't do it right the first time you do it. Maybe the second time. It's going to take a lot, a lot of work to get to that goal. Go to our Facebook page, Raising Confident Teens, or our website, RaisingConfidentTeens.com. Send us a message. Tell us what you've decided to do, and we'll encourage you. You can do it. We believe in you. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoy our podcast, give us a review on iTunes. The more reviews we have, the more visible our podcast is. That helps others find us and the great community we are building together. And if you're a parent or mentor, we would love to have you join us over in our free private Facebook group. You can find it by searching for Raising Confident Teens Community. Have a great week.